I'm Julie Miller, and welcome to MCQ Views and Voices, the podcast about life in the English-speaking community of the Mauricie and the Centre du Québec. We continue the series Green Thumbs and Crackpots with our second installment. This week, it's a very personal episode, as our gardening panelists, Green Thumbs All, Julia Frid, Marilyn Mastine, and Sharon Saint-Ange, talk about the reasons why they garden and why it means so much to them. There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes. Up in the morning, out in the garden, get you a ripe one, don't get a hard one. Plant them in the spring, eat them in the summer. All winter without them's a culinary bummer. I forget all about the sweating and digging. Every time I go out and pick me a bit. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What'll I be without homegrown tomatoes? Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Julie Miller, and I'm back with Julia, Marilyn, and Sharon for another gardening session. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Everybody's there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, everybody's there. So we thought that we'd talk this week, before we start getting into the nitty gritty and, you know, working with soil and pests and and soil composition, all these things, keep talking about gardening itself. And I'd like to know, why did you start gardening? What brought you to garden? And what is your need? Do you have a need for gardening? How, how deep does it go? So does anyone want to jump in on this? Who wants to start? Why did you start gardening? Why did you start gardening? Maybe Silence. Are. Marilyn, you want to start? Um, I started first for, for growing vegetables for practicality. We were in the, in the country and uh, um, I was a stay at home mom. So I had the, the time so it was a practical thing um and then um i got into the you know you want your place to look nice so we had built a new house so i had landscaping to do so um and i'm pretty budget-minded so i even started a lot of perennials from seed and so i got into gardening um like in a pra for practical purposes for financial re reasons too um, um didn't uh didn't do it because i knew i loved it or anything but like i said just uh, when i started it, it was just for uh for uh, growing our own food and uh saving some money and and uh, having good food. So a, a, a low key, a, a sort of low key start. It wasn't, uh, you know, something that you were super passionate about starting. It was very practical, as you say. I, w I wonder, uh, how does that compare to your experience, Sharon? Uh, it's much the very same reason. Uh, when we moved out, uh, had our first house and was out in the country. Um, this was back in 1972. I had three small children, home full time and the space to have a garden and like i said i come from a farming background so gardening was you know it's just obvious it's something you do like mowing the grass and uh and it, i just grew into it uh, i had space uh, 
in the cellar for a cold room, a huge pantry. So I got into freezing and canning and, and um, that's how I started. I didn't do flowers. I didn't do herbs. Um, it was all vegetables and uh, had successes and failures. Now uh, I'm probably half and half flowers and vegetables and I do it all for pleasure now just for the fun um, because I need you lucky you yeah (laughs) so it started it started low-key it started as a practical right thing to do you had the time and it was you know probably very economically wise to grow your own vegetables you said it was 100% vegetables but now that you've had experience and you're older it's entirely for the pleasure Right, and I don't have the same space. I'm in an apartment now. I don't have the same space. I still do some canning of tomatoes, but uh, obviously I don't have a cold room. Uh, Before, we had our potatoes for the winter, our carrots for the winter, uh, and uh, we had a family. And uh, my garden back then was uh, 100 by 20 feet. It was big. And uh, it, uh, it, that was our vegetables for the year, pretty much. What about you, Julia? What? Why did you start what? gardening? I was a crazy lady back then. <laughs> no, um, I grew up in a very uh, health-conscious family. Uh, my father sold vitamins back in the day. I don't know if anybody knows of Shackley. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so he sold vitamins. So we grew up very health-conscious. health My mother is from South America, and so she was raised on fruit and vegetables, and so at home, there was a lot of fruit and vegetables all the time. And then plus add my father's conscientiousness of, of eating healthy and vitamins. And so I grew up, you know, very health centered with my parents. And so when I got out in the world and I started eating what everybody else, quote unquote, was eating, um, it just didn't, didn't suit me or I didn't like what I was um Sharon, I mean, Julie, can you still hear me? I can. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Sorry, because um, my computer just sort of tried to log me out. So I'm sorry. You can, I hope you can cut that out. You're still here. You're still with us. my father. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, The joys of podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to just keep moving my mouse around. So, yeah, so I got into gardening when I finally met my what would be my future husband because um, I wanted to eat properly. I wanted and, and I could see that the, 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 what was happening was fruit was starting to look very waxy and things were starting to change. I was noticing changes in the grocery store. And uh, so I just decided that I wanted to grow some basil and tomato to make bruschetta. And so I started with basil and tomato, and then I realized that if I can grow basil and tomato, maybe I can grow something else, like chives, and that's interesting. So I just started off very slowly, but I guess it was in 2009 when I went to France and I saw all the potagers, all the gardens, um, that my imagination, that's when everything sort of clicked, that I, I was just like overwhelmed by the beauty of it and what I was eating was superior in taste so that really kicked it off for me that's when i really really decided i wanted to get into eating really good food and going the the way that the french have eaten for years that's my story 
So a bit of a low key start for you as well. You know, you yeah. started really nice and easy, just growing a few simple things. And then yeah. when you took a trip and you had this huge source of inspiration. Well, I realized really... that gardening could be not just, you know, a task. It could be something beautiful. Like it could be, I think, Julie, when you saw my garden once upon a time, you said it was like pieces of art. And I think that's the highest compliment I could have had because that's that's each each raised bed in, in the garden that I had created felt like something I had actually planned, like put one plant tomato, you know, uh, I just tried to mix my vegetables in each, in each raised bed. So they were like little babies for me, you know, each raised bed had their, you know, their design. And so it just became fun to work in the garden. Now it wasn't just, I have to go do weeding and I have to harvest because harvesting for me would probably be my least favorite part of gardening but that we'll get to that at some point. But yeah, um, it was the beauty of working outside in the sun and summer. And I, I was working from home, working with my husband and his company. And so I had time to, st to be outside and it just turned into that. It turned into, <laughs> it turned into a passion. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how everybody has, you know, their own, their own gardening beginning story. It's, it's part of, it's part of our gardening identity. And since we love gardening so much, part of our identity too, I think I'm thinking about my own story and um, I grew up in the city, didn't spend much time in the country at all. And as I grew into adulthood and young adulthood, I began to feel increasingly sort of cut off from things and disillusioned about city life and feeling it wasn't for me. I didn't know what else there was and ended up in the country and um, <clears throat> my partner was a farmer and here I was on a farm. I knew nothing, nothing about gardening at all. But my sense was that I wanted to garden to have a connection some, to something natural, to natural processes and natural rhythms was what I was looking for. And uh, I just started growing things. I remember the first year I thought we'd have a nice little garden. We might grow a tomato plant or two, some carrots, some nice lettuce. And I, I, I looked at the um, gardening catalog and was really intimidated by all the vegetables. And I was just going to order a few things. And Andy, my partner, said, no, okay, here we go. Broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, you know, blah, 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 blah. And we had, we'd ordered all these packages of seeds. But uh, it was just such a wonderful experience to just put a seed in the ground. I mean, it's a bit of a stereotype, but put a seed in the ground and nurture it and it would grow and eat it and the food and the taste. Cause I, I actually trained as a, as a cook, as a chef. Wow. So I knew about the importance of good eating, uh, but just to grow it yourself, like amazing. And then, you know, I had, I had kids and like Sharon and Marilyn were saying, it just became a really practical economic choice is that it was just there I was there was the land there was the love of gardening and we wouldn't buy vegetables you know from May to October I did do some canning and, and so on although I never did a whole lot but I, I was glad that the children you know when they were raised had an opportunity to eat this homegrown food which we could have never afforded mm -hmm. you know, otherwise really yeah so as we talk flavor, about this, you can't, you can't compare with the flavor. Oh, no, no, you can't. And the satisfaction <laughs> as well, just the satisfaction. So as we talk about, 
you know, why we started gardening, you know, I don't know, have we touched on why we need to garden? Do we, do you, do you need to garden? That's your, that's the next question for everybody. Do you feel that you need to garden? Uh, I do. This is Sharon. I do. It's, uh, you know, just sitting here this afternoon discussing this, I can't believe the snowbank that's in my window. (laughs) I wish it would go away (laughs) so I can start gardening. (laughs) No, I, uh, but I like to be outside. And so, and I can't just, uh, I'm not a beach person. I just can't move a chair outside in the summer and sit and read a book all afternoon. I have to do something. So I need to be outside. And there, right now at the, the place I am in my life now, there is no aspect of gardening that I find distasteful, whether it's weeding or uh, uh, tilling in the spring. And I use a grillinette. I don't know what that is in English, but a very, very large fork. Um, but all of these uh, tasks that have to be done in the spring and in the summer and then again in the fall, I enjoy all of it. I enjoy it all of the season. And like Julie said, when you put that seed in the ground and then by August, you've got this jungle of vegetation and mm. vegetables. You walk out in the garden like a rabbit and you just munch along the rows. It's amazing. Yeah. There's such a, such a feeling of connection with life. You know, the, the birds, the squirrels, the insects around you, you're connected to them. Uh, it's, um, it's a very Zen feeling. Can I want to add to Sharon what she's saying because the connection with birds I have on my house, I get the barn sparrows that build their nests on my house. My house to my yes. husband's my husband's uh, annoyance because they they drop their poo on yeah. the doorstep kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but they the same families come back. Yes, it's the same families they come back to their same nests. And mm-hmm. so when I get out in the garden, and I start working. When they arrive, the first day that they arrive. They come out to greet me. They come out and they fly right over my head, but very, very close. And they say hello. And I'm like waving my arms around and I'm saying hello. And I'm, you know, you know, being loving towards my birds. And it's like, hey, you're back. And I'm waving at them and they're flying right around my head. Really yeah. close. Mm-hmm. And then they leave and they start doing their nests and then they don't do it again. They don't do it again. They don't do that. They just do it when they first arrive. And it's right. such an amazing um they know who i am they come and so every evening they're flying around the garden you know you know getting the mosquitoes that have come out and they're flying around and doing the job for me um and it's just there is a connection it's all it's that that's anyway it's very special it's very very special very it's a privilege yeah yeah and i have the killdeer i have a killdeer bird family male and female i don't know if you know what the killdeer Yes, but he run comes on the ground. Yeah, they yeah. run on the ground, pretend that they're injured so that you leave them alone or whatever. But um, they want they want to lay their egg in, in one of my raised beds every year. They come, and so <laughs> I leave the, I have to leave that raised bed to the last. So I I choose my last vegetable that goes into that into that raised bed to give them time to lay their four eggs and have their babies. And they as soon as the baby is one day old, they take they leave. So um, it's amazing. Every year, so you know, I've had that for five years so far. The same so birds. It's, it, it's like a view onto nature, a, like a, a, a up close and personal window onto what's going yeah, on, and all yeah. these little hidden yeah. aspects of animal life that you wouldn't notice otherwise. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Marilyn? What about I actually need to garden? 
Is there a need? Oh, I need to. <laughs> I need to. It's also a creative app, uh, outlet for me. I find I, I, I say I paint with plants. Um, and the thing is, I'm always designing and redesigning and, and, um, and it's amazing how you can make such a, a special place on your ground to feel so grounded and connected to life. Um, I made this uh, stream that runs into our pond and, and, uh, and put mostly, mostly foliage plants with a few, a few colored plants, but people come and, and they find peace there. They find, and it overlooks a pond. We, we get so much wildlife. Uh, last year, a, a, a pair of megansers came and taught their young ones how to fly on the pond one day. And it's just magical, um, just magical. Uh, the same day I went and got compost out of my compost pile and I dug into a nest of turtle eggs. I never knew what a turtle egg oh. looked like. To... Wow. Yeah. Like we had a, a, a hummingbird that would sit on the wire. He came on a few times last year, but the year before he spent most of the summer sitting on the wire and the boy, my boys called them Gary. So we had Gary the hummingbird, and it for me um, gardening also is a family thing. My all my my kids and the grandchildren and my husband support it. They they help me with it, and uh, um, they know it's a passion of mine. And uh, it it's really special when when you can share that with and and feel supported by your family when in something that means so much to you. Um, working in the soil is, is you take such an ugly seed. I, 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 I take the example of a, a laverta. The seed looks like like uh, mouse turds or something. And, and yet you get this beautiful flower uh, when it grows. Uh, um, I have hibiscus. I started from seed um, 25 years ago. And like the blossoms are as big as a dinner plate. And they're, they're just beautiful and it 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 gives you such a a sense of 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 the beauty of creation but also how what a small part you play in it uh, so for me it's yes uh, I, it yeah yeah i think because it's part nature of my... can do without you the oh. animals and the the animals and the insects they they can do without you they, they we say now save you know we have to save ourselves with climate change and everything. And it's, uh, we have to save the planet, excuse me. And it's not the planet we have to save, it's ourselves. The planet will do very well without us. So when we're gardening, when we're working in our flowers or something, it's like nature has made a small space. They allow us in to become part of the, uh, the cycle instead of standing above it uh, with our arrogance. Um, we get down on our hands and knees and join it and follow the cycles and uh the when winter comes you can't change it and when summer comes there's things to do you're just part of the cycle it's very humbling yes mm. and awe-inspiring it's an opportunity to for both 
Well, I think it gives us a sense of just how small, small we are in this, this wonderful place we live. I mean, we're, we're just, we're nothing in it. And, um, but yet we're all connect. It's all connected, and it uh, it's just mind-boggling to me. And in that, you know, yes, we place a seed in 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 the ground, but it needs rain, it needs sun, it needs good earth, it needs so many things that we have no control over. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your thoughts on this. It's uh, been really, uh, oh, it's made me tingle to listen to uh, everything you have to say about gardening. Let's come back next week with um, favorite veggies to grow. Don't hang up. <laughs> See you soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This has been part two of the Green Thumbs and Cracked Pot series of MCQ Views and Voices. The podcast is produced by Case MCQ out of our Drummondville office, and it's supported by funding from the Secretariat aux Relations avec les Québécois d'Expression Anglaise. The Gardening Song of the Week is by Guy Clark, and it's called Homegrown Tomatoes or Homegrown Tomatoes. He did a number of recordings of this much-loved song, but this version you're hearing is from his album, Better Days. I wish you a great day, and we'll see you next time. There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes. Up in the morning, out in the garden, get you a ripe one, don't get a hard one. Plant them in the spring, eat them in the summer. All winter without them's a culinary bummer. I forget all about the sweating and digging. Every time I go out and pick me a bit. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What'll I be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy, and that's true love. Homegrown tomatoes. to eat and that's for sure but it's nothing the homegrown tomato won't cure put them in a salad put them in a stew you can make your very own tomato juice you can eat them with eggs you can eat them with gravy eat them with beans pinto or navy put them on the side put them in the middle put a homegrown tomato on a hot cake griddle homegrown tomatoes homegrown tomatoes what will life be without homegrown tomatoes only two things that money can't buy